And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. And I'm Max. And I'm Robert. And, uh, guys, I just watched, like, three movies, no, two movies, with our old pal, Jimin Hunsu, uh, saying, you know, who? <laughs> who? So the, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear him again for uh, a second time this week. But, uh, guys, how y'all doing? Pretty all Not- right. Not too shabby. Not too we shabby. had some lovely snow here recently. Yeah, it's it's gone now. <laughs> like by the Basically. time we're, uh, we're recording this Tuesday night, but uh, it snowed over the we- over the weekend, and now it's gone. I kind of like that. You don't really have to deal with much of the aftermath of it. You just get to see everything covered in snow and go for mm-hmm. a couple walks in it. Yeah, uh, we're all kind of relatively in the same area. Like I think that's the most snow we've gotten in a decade. Maybe. Well, I think it was a record, right? It was like since like the 50s or something crazy, or or maybe it was 50 years ago. But yeah, I think it was uh, a whole lot. Is that true? I thought we got a lot of snow maybe two years ago. I don't think it was that much. I don't think as much. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because we got like eight inches of snow over here. <laughs> it's Which I it's like... funny. That's that's the Seattle record-breaking 50-year... It's not like feet. Yeah, but like we yeah, have like yeah. pretty temperate climate here. Like it's not like we don't like, you know, it's not like the Midwest where like they just get snowstorms, you know, yeah. regularly. Yeah. Like so and also like our city is so hilly that like eight mm-hmm. inches of snow is like it's we shut it down. It's it's there's no reason to go out. I mean, just down the street from me, there's just a slight incline and we had multiple buses that like couldn't move. They didn't yeah. know what to do. So yeah. It's just funny if you like text this kind of stuff to your family who's living in another area and you're like, look how much snow we got. Like, I can't reach my mailbox. They're like, I can't see it. <laughs> What's that? That looks like a light dusting. Um, anyways, guys, what do you say we get into the Justice League trailer first, huh? Hey. Let's do it. All right. So I, I, I know we've all seen it, but I'm still going to share my screen and I think we should... Um, where did it go? Oh, good. It's been pulled. Oh, good. <laughs> it off. All right. I'm going to share my screen here. We're going to watch a little bit of this trailer. It's the Snyder Cut. With Aquaman. Batman! <laughs> Cyborg! The Flash! Superman! Wonder Woman! Featuring... Wolf, Lois Lane, Alfred Pennyworth, musical guest, Dark Side, and your host, The Joker. (laughs) 
Yeah, that last one stings. <laughs> He's back, everybody. Jared Leto's The Joker is back. That is uh, Jason Gallagher on uh, Twitter, by the way, made that. But um, yeah, the Justice League trailer came back, came out, like HBO Max, four hours. Um, the the trailer is back. four hours. Can you the believe yeah, the tra- I think the trailer is a little too long. Yeah, four hours, <laughs> I, you know, I like a long trailer, but four hours pushed my limits. Um, yeah, so... Man, I wonder how long the movie's going to be. <laughs> we have, we've sort of joked for a long time about this fabled Snyder Cut, and they're, they are releasing it. We've talked about it before. Um, but it looks significantly different than the movie that came out theatrically. And insofar as, like, the shots and stuff, but I just wonder story-wise, like, Steppenwolf comes to get the mother box, and they all fight him in that russian place and beat him back right after mm-hmm. superman comes back to life yeah unless i'm unless i'm completely off base i don't know it does it not end in the same place because of the way that the other movies that take place after it shake out i'm i i'm and isn't it I'm weird not, to be doing a, an update of a movie that is no longer like the universe they seem to be going with yeah it is it is weird that that is i mean like and also that it seems to be they've given up right they've sort of given up on having this sort of dceu not thing? exactly because like because they kind of did the fake cameo of Superman in Shazam. Spoiler alert! Like he doesn't show his face because like, apparently he said he would need like a full appearance fee, Cavill. Uh, but yeah. uh, he does like appear, and then I'm trying to think. I guess Aquaman sets up its own sequel. Wonder Woman, not really. I I don't know. Well, then again, that's a prequel. I don't know. I have no I idea what their plans are. They're still going ahead with with Flashpoint and all of that, and same actors and all of that. My theory, oh. though, is that that would actually be a reset, where like, or or, or an easy way to reset their universe. So is and we'll get back to I guess we'll get back to Justice League. At yeah, some point, sorry. Is the is the Batman the um, Matt Reeves movie? Is that post Flashpoint or is that going to be before Flashpoint? I, I don't even know if that's the same universe. Well, that's what I mean. Is like is but re- just release order? Release is that wise, what you're asking? Yeah. Is that does that come out after or before Flashpoint? Oh, I think before because okay. I haven't we haven't even seen like flashpoint footage and like the Matt Reeves super or uh, Batman we've seen like photo like they filmed they had a covid outbreak Pattinson right. got it like they're doing it. So I'm assu- I'm assuming that's first but right. I was just I also don't curious if sorry. that was going to be a result of flashpoint or if that's just like a totally separate thing. I think that would be a smart because they already said that Ben Affleck wasn't coming back for the role, so it seems to me that that would be a good way to like pull pull that Batman into whatever new continuity yeah. they're trying to establish. I mean, if, if they are so like this justice league trailer, I mean, a lot happens in it because again, it's going to be a four hour movie on HBO max, but the Joker is in it. Who was previously not in the theatrical release of, of justice league. And I wonder if he's going to again, have a much less, much less of a role than we're imagining in the movie. Just because like, like in Suicide I, Squad. I think, I think he'll be relegated. Be, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Max. I think it'd be hilarious if it happened again where they just hyped him up a, a ton before the movie release and then cut all of his scenes before the release and then just, you know, keep saying, oh, yeah, the, the cut with more Joker is way better. The well, same way they did with also, Suicide Squad. It also appears to be in the in like the dream sequence where Batman's wearing a duster. So, like, if it's going, I'm going to laugh so hard if the only appearance of the Joker is Batman having another nightmare vision of the future 
wearing his cool brown jacket, and it's just the, and it's just ba- Joker saying, "Hey, Batman, what you know?" And like that's it. I will. I'll do you one so better. Hard. I think that that is the exact same. I don't think there's a separate nightmare. I think that that's going to be the sequence just expanded, and it's like, oh man, look how bad it is. Dark Side took over, and like he has to team up with a freaking Joker. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be the same sequence. It's just extended and for some reason adding that Joker in. The only reference we've seen, I don't remember if that was Batman versus Superman or Justice League where we saw the Robin outfit with like the ha 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 on it, implying that he had killed one of the bad Ben Affleck Robins. God, which one uh, was that? I don't remember if it was B- BVS or uh, Justice League. When oh, you see BVS. his cave at one point. It's BVS because I never saw Justice League, the original one. Oh, okay. but I, I remember that part. You were holding out for the four hour? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I wouldn't see it until the Snyder Cut. I think I tried to watch watch it once on a plane and, and didn't. You, get you walked out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> walked out and I just. Uh, Opened your back, ca- back cape. It's like. <laughs> flew down. Um, uh, yeah, I do believe it'll be something added. I mean, he's trolling people, right? He literally says we live in a society. It's like. It's like a meta commentary on his uh, critics, basically. Um, I don't know. And and like, I think, you know, also annoying because it just feels like people have moved on. It's it's bizarre. It's, it's weird when you have a movie like, for example, the X-Men one where those people have gone on and had different careers and they've had this thing on the shelf for so long. And this is doubly weird to me because it seems like these people have moved on and like some of them I don't think are even going to come back for dc in this universe it's it's bizarre to me well we can talk about it in a later in the bonus we're gonna talk about stuff with joss whedon but a lot of that stems from justice league stuff and the the actor who plays cyborg ray fisher uh, Ray fisher is not going to come back he says he's never coming back ever again to play cyborg based on what happened on the justice league set um but yeah i mean like that's that's it, it's it is weird because like the first justice league came out now like three years ago four years ago something like that yeah, i think so and you know i know that like <laughs> basing your your releases off of twitter is a fool's errand and it kind of feels like there's a lot of people on twitter who are very passionate about the snyder cut but this this play for you know like I, the the statistic I heard recently is like less than a percent of the world's population is on Twitter, and even a smaller subject subsection of that is the people who are really passionate about the Snyder Cut, and all this money that's being poured into this release, which is like having to do some reshoots and and edits and way and, over budget budget right and like. And like HBO Max is already hurting for subscribers. And I'm just curious, what is the business model of like, let's re-release this movie from three or four years ago, add two hours to it. And this is going to be the thing that brings all of our fe- all the viewers in is this overinflated movie that people have moved on from. Like, it's so, it's so bizarre. And, you know, like I, I, I'll, probably watch it we have not decided as a podcast if we're going to watch it for the podcast i think we're gonna have a really hard time true. uh <laughs> getting max to do it we're but, gonna marathon both of them in a row i thought that was the oh, the, the original and the and the snyder cut wow yeah wow well it's an idea um but it's just I, we it's, can't argue it's not an idea yeah you can't can't take that away from me it is an idea it's just i don't 
it's so weird to me. It's so bizarre. And like, again, it's the, and now that I've like, uh, talk about it a little bit in the movie segment, but like now that I've like rewatched almost all of the Marvel movies, it's just this whole DC thing is just so bizarre. Here's the thing that's even stupid about it. Even like my, my take your, pick your favorite Marvel movie, right? Where I would say Marvel as a whole, probably each one is better than any of the DC ones in my opinion. Um, but any one of those, I wouldn't want to see expanded to four hours. I feel like that's just a bad idea. That's not a, that's, you know, movie doesn't benefit but, from that. But usually. isn't the whole point of it is that Justice League serves as the intro or did initially to Aquaman, The Flash, Wonder Woman, and Cyborg. So Wonder they have Woman to fit own... in like four origin movies Wonder into Woman one had been movie. Introduced before Justice Who? League. Wonder Woman had been introduced before Justice League. Oh, you're right. She showed up at the end of Batman versus Superman. I apologize. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but three, three, three hero intros as well as like this big new villain and stuff like that. So to me, it's almost like I, I have to imagine there's going to be expanded material for those characters. Cyborg particularly felt like he was cut down a lot. Yeah. It felt like there just wasn't a lot of stuff about him. Um, so maybe even more ironic that like we won't get to see the, that actor playing that character ever again. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, I can't even imagine. I say we do it and we we check in. We do a health check at uh, the intermission, the two hour mark. <laughs> make sure we're all doing okay. Put out the bat signal. Make sure we're all living in a society still. <laughs> That's a good idea. Maybe we're all like long haired with makeup on. Just like, welcome to the real world, Batman. Yeah, just like spaghetti, spaghetti sauce. Thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you, Max. <laughs> oh, uh, spaghetti geez. on our sweaters, our mom's spaghetti. Um <laughs> No, I mean we. Hey, we could even uh, we could even try and you know, uh, text or or live stream kind of our experience. Uh, you know, so, slowly see like our texts get more and more you know disheveled. <laughs> Z's after a while, just <laughs> we text that we're falling asleep. That's um, how that works, right? Out. It, it might even be possible that we could watch it in person together. Who knows? When is this thing coming? Hey, out? that's the first <laughs> thing I'm doing when I get vaccinated, man. I think it's in a month. Freaking watching that four-hour movie with you, dudes. Um, I think it's next month, so I don't. I don't think. Cool, so. we're right on track. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Act um, quick, Biden. Yeah, now that uh, Biden's tasking Amazon to help uh, facilitate the the vaccines, I think we're gonna really. Oh man, I got to spring for Prime so I can get yeah, that vaccine. Right. Two day, two day delivery on the vaccine. Um, all right, let's move on to some uh, movies. Easy. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast. Movies we've seen. Yeah, movies we've seen. Uh, Maxaroo. Only gonna play it once. Fine. Shut all right. The fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I started this one with uh, "Sound of Music" to continue on with my uh, Disney Nazis from last week in the Rocketeer, and it is a Disney right. movie. Is it? Uh, it is, or at least it's on Disney Plus, so yeah. it's some type of something or other related to Disney. They Rocketeer should be in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. That would be cool. Oh, that would be cool. They own they every just... movie with music in it. Oh, yeah, that's basically. it. Yeah. But uh, there's a chance I might have seen it before. 
but it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Although, like, the next day, I found out Christopher Plummer died. Yeah, so that sad. was a bummer. Yeah. Rest in peace. So what, you're, what are you saying? I, you I, have... I worried. I was like, mm. we didn't cause this, did we? <laughs> we? we didn't, I didn't tell you to watch Sound of Music. <laughs> we, we wished. Yeah, he's, he's taking us down with him. Yeah, come on, guys. You're How could me, you right? make me do that to him? Uh, but yeah, it was, it was an enjoyable movie. Uh, some jams in there. Um, my wife is really into the sound of music and we went to a screening at the fifth Avenue theater, which was a sing-along where you go and you watch the movie and then everybody in the audience sings the songs with the movie. And how'd that go? It was fun. Uh, Maybe it wasn't the fifth, maybe it was Neptune. I can't remember which theater it was, but it was a, a a theater of some reputation and that likely no longer exists uh, after this year. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's, I, I enjoy the movie. The songs are good. Just like you said. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. just, sing, <laughs> just see like you with said. Group. See it with a group is very fun. Uh, yeah. And then I also watched, uh, Earwig and the Witch, the Goro Miyazaki movie. Oh, Rob's, Rob's I've, making I just, a face. I've heard, I've heard some stuff. What, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I'll say some stuff. It was <laughs> boring as hell. You're about to hear more stuff. It, I was very disappointed in it. Uh, Damn. I had trouble enjoying any of it. So the, the way I kind of think about it, uh, Harry, Harry Potter, when he, like when the movie starts, he's with the family, right? The Dursleys, is that right? Or something? Correct. Like oh, wow. I did it. On Privet Lane, my dear boy. <laughs> so this movie is like if Harry Potter never left the Dursleys for the first movie. Did he like, get a letter about being a magician, though? Yeah, yeah, he got. Oh, it. okay. He he got that letter. There's some like hints that magic exists, but uh, no type of fun. Just a family that really treats uh, them like shit. Oh, just an abusive family. No uh, magic, no yeah. fun, but wow, abuse. And, and then there are hints that you know there's a, a wider world out there. And immediately at the end, when they bring that wider world into it, they end the movie as if there's going to be a sequel, but there's no fucking yes. way. I also heard they they biffed the ending hard. Damn, that sucks. It's like it's like Cap almost delivering Avengers Assemble at the end of every movie, but cut it off. Just cut it off. Yeah, it was. There are it's there are some parts where it's visually nice, right? Because it's a Miyazaki movie, and and uh, I mean, even though it's Goro Miyazaki, but a Ghibli, they have some some cool set pieces and stuff. They have some cool visuals. There's like a a guy who who does magic and turns big and every once in a while he like a uh a rainbow color like washes over him and it it's kind of neat and his like forehead boils and stuff so they they do some cool looking things but for the most part it's just kind of you're, you're stuck in this house with people that aren't really very enjoyable damn it's too bad that's no good but Check it out if you're interested in boring <laughs> shit. <laughs> if you really like the very first 15 minutes of uh, of of Harry Potter and you wish that there was a Schneider cut of that one, and I always say Schneider even though it's Snyder, uh, extend that out to two hours, uh, then, yeah, check out Earwig and the Witch. Here's another weird thing about it. Like the, the image that they use when you click on it, right, when you go to it or in all the ads for this, mm-hmm. like holding a microphone, and says earwig and the witch and it kind of reminds me of 
Hedwig and the Angry Inch, right? That can't be a coincidence. I thought you were talking about it first. Yeah. But, like, that scene doesn't happen. She never gets on a microphone and sings in the movie. It's kind of referencing some stuff, and maybe it's referencing what they're trying to go for in the sequel, but it doesn't happen in this movie. What the hell? That's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I would skip it. I would skip it. But I did watch another one other movie. And this one's fantastic. By by far, I would say the the best of the bunch, Judas and the Black Messiah. Did you guys watch this one? Ooh, I have not heard yet. of it. I haven't seen it. Oh, give it a watch. It is so good. It's the story of what's his name, Fred Hampton, uh, who um, led the Black Panther Party in Chicago, and uh, this is the story of how the FBI targeted and uh, killed him. And it's very disappointing, but very cool, very educational. That's an HBO uh, Max uh, release as well, right? Yes, probably. But that's you would have had to have watched it. Yeah, I don't know. We have like access to everything, so I don't know exactly. Where ah, money bags okay. over here, huh? We have <laughs> access to everything. Wait, hey, we have access to everything. It's all about who you know, right? You don't necessarily <laughs> have to uh, pay for every one of these. <laughs> what are you getting at, Max? Uh, um, I mean, uh, Robert, why don't you uh, start naming some movies? <laughs> uh, well, HBO Max over here. Um, I no, watched, since last we talked, uh, a couple indie movies. That's right, my friends. Indiana <laughs> Jones. <laughs> um, right on. Watched The Last Crusade on my on my birthday. That was good fun. Happy birthday. Uh, it's not my birthday anymore, so y'all have to wait till next year. <laughs> um, and it, but it was delightful. I might be my favorite one. Just the chemistry between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery, and the score, and just punching out the Nazis and the bad guy. Oh man, it's just it's so good, so good. Um, let's see. That is a tough call. Best indie movie. I like everyone for you know different reasons. I, I enjoy the well, I enjoy the I enjoy all three of them. How about that? Um, <laughs> um, but uh, and Temple of Doom has is arguably of the original trilogy is um, definitely the most divisive as far as people not enjoying it. But I I, I think it has its place, and I think that like uh, I still think it's good. Still want to watch that one because I did end up watching Raiders uh, of the Lost Ark as well. That's also really good. Fun seeing. Um, uh, young Otto Octavius helping Indy out in the starting. Star um, Spider-Man three. Yes, Spider-Man or Spider-Man. Oh, oh, Spider-Man three. Yes, possibly a star. Who knows? Um, so watch both of those. Um, trying to think if there was anything sort of like new takeaways when I watched it. Do love the detail of the guy trying to get to a a big fancy sword fight with Indy, and Indiana Jones just shoots him in the street. And, um, but the actual story is that Harrison Ford had like terrible diarrhea, I think. And was just like, I can't fucking like, there was supposed to be some big sword fight. He was like, can I just like shoot, shoot him instead and go back to the trailer? And he was like, oh yeah, actually that's, that's a good, good idea. And then there you go. Movie history is born. Such an <laughs> iconic scene. Um, outside of that, I was watching just before this very record, little lighthearted movie. That's right. The Blair Witch Project. Ah, 
Um, I don't know. I just wanted to go back and revisit it. I really do enjoy it. And I just think I was thinking recently about the marketing was really good and definitely worked on me where the movie, even people in the movie reference like, oh, I think I heard about the Blair Witch from like a documentary on the History Channel or something. They they talk about it like, and they're of course, you know, actors that, that aren't, you know, talking about the Blair Witch, but in the context of the film, you think they're talking to townsfolk that have actually heard some weird story about this witch. And then maybe this has been covered before, but there was like a sci-fi channel documentary called Curse of the Blair Witch mm-hmm. that came out before the movie and implied that the footage that was found and has then since been edited into the Blair Witch Project was found like in the foundation of like a, of like a, a, cottage or something that had been around since like the colonial times and in implying that like it wasn't that someone had buried it in the woods and they found it in a hole it was like under the foundation where like it would have had to have been buried back then or something so there were just like all these extra creepy elements and the history of that part of maryland and the witch and stuff that made me think before we went that it was like a real thing and these people had gone out and not come back so I don't know if anything in the age of the internet will be able to captivate me the way that did the first time I saw it. Um, Cause it really worked. And then of course, you know, I think like a month later you saw them on the red carpet of the MTV movie awards, the, the, the three people that were in the film. Yeah. So it shattered that it was like losing Santa for a second time. But um, <laughs> no, I read, I did really enjoy it. I don't remember what, if, if you guys aren't really keen on it probably, but um, fun to revisit. I just remember it was a lot of shaky cam. And then somebody stood in a corner. It's shaky. It's yell. It it is like yelling because it's like frustrated and stuff. But I like the realism of it. Like it's three people getting frustrated and then like increasingly more and more scared. Like they spend their days trying to get out of the woods and getting turned around because either because one of them kicks the map in the river or they just literally come back upon the same place again and don't know how they got turned around. And then at night, they are being like us. Like there's things in the woods like you know, branches cracking and like giggling and stuff. And I guess for the actual shoot, there was like, they told them like, go out there and camp. But I don't think they ever knew exactly when or who was going to approach their campsites and what they were going to do. And there was sort of like a general idea of like, if we show up, you'll run out and keep filming and stuff. But like, I would still be, I wouldn't like that. I would still be scared. I wouldn't want people touching my tent. And like, I don't know how many people are out there in the woods yelling and screaming i don't know it's it's effective i think it's i think it's a weird movie and it, you know comes in at like an hour 20 or something so it's not too long but i think it's like such an effective first mainstream exposure to the found footage just because it's it just seems like so earnest the i mean the only unrealistic thing and that's almost every one of those kinds of movies is like why don't they put the camera down and they establish just in this one that like Part of it is like they want to have everything on film because uh, the woman in it in particular is kind of obsessed with like, once we get out of here, like we're going to, we're going to want to have all this and laugh back on it. Like imagine being able to edit us freaking out after we finally gotten out and safe. And then at some point it's almost like they're just losing their marbles and like filming each other. Like one of the guys like, Hey, I see why you film like this all the time. It's not quite reality and kind of like egging her on like, Oh, I see why you keep the camera up all the time. Um, It's wild. I, I, what else can I say? It's great. It also has introduced a, I think a good thing that, or like a good comedic thing now where like it, 
using the shot of somebody in the corner has now turned into like almost like a joke. Like when like in found footage things. Like they did it in the um God, what was that? Uh it was an HBO thing. It was like a fake tennis match between Andy Samberg and Kit Harrington. I yes, I know you're referencing. I don't remember the the name, but and yeah. there's a part where like Kit Harrington's character, who is this like established uh, tennis player, is it going up against Andy's character, who is this like brash, loudmouth new tennis player, and the and Kit Harrington's character is having like this mental breakdown about it, and he like he just goes like, "Can you excuse me for a moment?" And he like walks out of the room, and the camera guy like eventually gets up to follow him, and he's just standing in the corner of a room, like. <laughs> still like josh in that movie it's very funny that's really really funny um yeah i you know they've done a they did the sequel the book of shadows which was not uh in any way found footage it was just like an actual straight up sequel Mm -hmm. where it's like we need to go and find like this blair witch and it's just filmed like a movie they did one how many years ago now four or five years ago called just called blair witch Mm -hmm. like 2016 or 2015 or something that one was also meant to be found footage. It wasn't ter- It wasn't very good. It wasn't terrible, but like, it brings in some elements, maybe even implying aliens. Yeah, well, that that's that sort of thing Which, like we were talking about with Justice League, where it's just like, what's the point? It, like, we're past it now. Like, Blair Witch well, Mania was, is is over. That was one of those ones, and and I'm wondering if I can pull up any other in my brain, um, where it's like a movie that was almost like I think written beforehand, and then subsequently was like what if we made it a Blair Witch movie because mm. I think it was originally titled The Woods and it was like a woods found footage movie and I feel like they were approached and then were like what if we tweak it a little bit and this is the the woods where the witch was this and was kind of like it was originally into the woods into the, yes yeah there was a, originally a lot more singing <laughs> um I'm trying to think if there was other things like that. Oh, guess that that Cloverfield Paradox movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one where apparently it was like this space thing and then they were like, but what if it was the whole opening to all Cloverfield projects? You know, all the ones we're going to do moving forward. <laughs> the Cloverfield um, Paradox, the Cloverfield Conundrum, the Cloverfield... Yeah, the Labyrinth. Um, I, yeah, I can't really think of uh, other examples, but there's a few films I feel like that that sort of get retrofitted. Like, I wonder how that works too. If it's like, are, are they like, just having trouble marketing it and like, what if we go back and reshoot it and make well, it a little witchier, Blair witchier. Isn't that also 21 Cloverfield Lane, the same thing like that was not so, like they just kind of tagged on. That, that was could originally be going to be 21 jump street. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be originally, they were going to tie in 21 jump street and Cloverfield and the Cloverfield and then, and then they switch it to men in black. And now it's just in purgatory again. Um, You might be right, Drew. I think maybe that maybe the tag, maybe the ending was changed to fit that because it feels like almost nothing else about the film requires it to be in that universe. So. Yeah. Uh, any um, other movies, Rob? I think that's all for my, my movies. Um, I have nearly finished my MCU rewatch. We just finished Avengers Endgame the other day. So we only have uh, Spider-Man far from home before we finished the MCU rewatch fun wow yeah that's a lot of movies huh it is a big old chunk yeah um i think my biggest takeaway is i sort of forgotten how much i enjoy ant-man the first one yeah it's really Mm -hmm. fun um and i honestly like the first doctor strange i think is also very entertaining i think i'd kind of underrated the first doctor strange movie but um it's interesting 
rewatching them now, you know, some of these I haven't seen in a couple of years and some of them I've watched a bunch of times, but like, you know, I had not really watched Dr. Strange all that, you know, rewatched it all that much. Mm-hmm. Same. And, you know, I, I think like coming away, my strongest feelings are I really like uh, Homecoming a lot more than I thought I did. Just a very oh, fun. Spider-Mans are fun. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but man, that scene where Michael Keaton starts figuring out that Peter's Spider-Man while they're in the car. Oh, so good. And he's like, so like genuinely like the look on his face and the lighting on him is just like, he just turns and he just becomes like this really scary, like, you know, like he's figuring it out. And as he's like, Washington DC, huh? And like, you know, just that, that look on his face of like, I'm glad they didn't do like the, the incredibly old, like Mr. Burns style vulture where he like sucks the actual youth energy out of people. I I think that's a good call to do kind of like just the, the more of the dad who's like been shat on by like uh, the heroes and their, their, uh, what's the kind of collateral damage is sort of what's damage fucked him control. up, right? Yeah. 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 So I am, again, I, we've sung the praises of the MCU before and we'll continue to do it, but boy, just rewatching those movies was a real joy. Do you think Vulture's going to be awesome in the Morbius movie? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I'm very excited for that Morbius movie. Um, it's interesting the, you know... Oh, Morbius has damaged... I think I kind of see, like, it says damage <laughs> on his head. What the fuck is that? How, How come he doesn't have the damage tattoo in the Nightmare? You know, uh, it's a... Uh, it's, you're going to have to ask Batman. You're, we're going to have to... We're going to have to watch the Snyder Cut to find out. Um, guys, why don't we get to some TV shows we've seen, and I think we'll just talk about one major show. TV shows we've seen. We've seen... Uh, we can, I mean, do you guys have other TV shows to talk about Max and Robert? Um, I'm trying to think I watched the finish the first season of Sopranos, but, um, but I don't really want to spoil too much. Cause it feels like a lot of people are, it's weirdly a show for you. I feel like it's having a renaissance yeah. and I feel like a lot of people are going through, I enjoyed it and it took me a little while to kind of get used to it. I'm still like, they'll mention someone's name and I'm like, have we met that care? I don't, I, it's a lot of like different white guys in new jersey to did follow I, did i send you that um sopranos silent hill meme uh wait the the manhattan one it's no it's i forget oh. which character it is but it's like one of the you know the the mobster characters in the tracksuit and they're just in front of the welcome to silent hill oh sign. was and, I, I and the 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 tag and it's just like a tone. I got a bad feeling about this. Um, I do like that. I think that's the Polly Walnuts character. Yeah, I like him. Well, I when I say I like him, like everyone is so fucking hateable. Like everyone in that show is miserable and awful. And it's it's really you're just looking for the little pieces of humanity sometimes because Tony Soprano's awful and is I guess like and like by extension like. So far, like his kids are just like little shits. They haven't done anything, but I'm assuming as they grow up and and get involved with the business, I I have to assume it'll be even worse. Um, his wife's kind of okay. His psychiatrist is not great because she's sort of like really should drop him as a patient, uh, since like it's just like crazier and crazier as it, as the show goes on. Um, and then certainly everyone in his crew are just varying levels of awful as well. So 
it's a it's a wild one i do like mob stuff it just it took me a while to get into but i'm excited to keep going so max what about you any other tv uh yeah i watched some more of doro hidoro the anime with uh, a, a guy with a reptile head all right and yeah sorcerers who like make mushrooms and bring people back from the dead and it's it is so strange but uh i'm actually really digging it and i think i'm going to continue with it i haven't finished season one yet and there might only be one season uh on whatever streaming platform i'm watching it on but um it's pretty damn good i would recommend it especially robert i think you would like it it's got a little bit of that uh like a little bit of gore where people get you know dismembered and uh put back together someone gets their face ripped yes. off yes but it's all like uh very jokey also uh so i think it's it's that good mix and when i say that andrew it's also not like too gory it's not gory to the point of like trying to disgust you it's it's gory to the point of just being a little bit over the top you mean sort of like the movie we watched today <laughs> yes it's it's similar to that one in um yeah in that line that it tries to ride of being silly and gory at the same time uh and we'll talk more about that later the other show that i watched was barry with oh, yeah. All right. uh, bill Hader. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you seen it? I've seen the first like four episodes, I want to say. Same. I want to say that's. And then did you guys stop for a reason? No, I just like either I like was watching it and then started watching something else and just forgot about it. It was not like I liked it. There was no point where I was like, "Uh, I'm going to try something else. I think I just was watching something else and just kind of forgot. Gotcha. Yeah, I really did enjoy it. Um, There are a lot of good. A lot of good actors in there um and i feel like they they do a good job they have you know it's funny but it also when it needs to hit those serious points it's actually there are some scenes that are like very powerful in it of of just character interactions that that seem very serious and like they're they're taken they they give them the proper gravitas Bill Hader's which a good i think actor. is part is what bill Hader's a good actor that's true that's true. And Henry Winkler is hilarious every time he's on screen. As the acting Heart- coach, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It's funny thinking about him as he is and him as the Fonz back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, They couldn't be I, two different people. But both so good. Right? <clears throat> yeah, like, right. He just did a wonderful job with both of them. So I really enjoyed that. I watched the first season and, and probably – take a little break and then watch the second season i think i do want to continue with it but it's it's one of those interesting things where you you can feel for the character and then also hate them the next episode or the next minute and then go back to liking them but then you know like they make mistakes and you're just like what the fuck what are you doing yeah good stuff good stuff that's all i've seen though how about you andrew um i mean i've just been re-watching a lot of television but i think the thing we should all maybe talk about is uh, the most recent episodes of WandaVision. So wow. If you are not caught up on WandaVision, uh, maybe tune out for a couple minutes and uh, we'll see you in like five. Um, yeah. If you are a couple of minutes talking about MCU usually is at least 10. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the most recent two episodes of WandaVision, uh, a fucking lot happened. Like it's, it's funny because like, Every time we talk about this, it's like, whoa, I can't believe what just happened. Uh, the 
So what was it? Episodes five and six are the ones we're talking about here. Or is it six and seven or something? I think it's five and six. Yeah. Probably. Um, boy, oh boy. <laughs> the, the reveal at the end of five, which is, you know, she's, you're starting to get the scope of Wanda's powers in these episodes. And you're starting to see like what she's capable of and what she's, you know, what she's done and what she may do. And they start teasing cause they, they start sprinkling in little, um, like mentions of her brother, Pietro. And at the end of episode five, they show you the back of someone's head. And of course you think Aaron Taylor Johnson cut to, in fact, Pietro from the Fox X-Men movies, which I truly like. I mean, we Notably were texting not about Pietro, it. right? He, they couldn't use the name. That's right. He was quick, Quicksilver from Fox. Yeah. Um, I, I was like that. It's, it's interesting because like this show has recreated destination television for me like i have to be like like i in because you know not just like i just want to talk to you guys about it but i kind of want to be up on it early enough that i don't get stuff spoiled for me man friday's insane friday's are rough people people watch this stuff at midnight and then just start posting stuff yeah i one of my one of my friends i was talking to him friday morning and yeah he said like he stayed up until midnight on thursday to watch the episode and uh, so it's just like the, you know, and people uh, I've, again, I think I've talked about it with you guys before, maybe on here, maybe not, but like, I feel like the people that I follow on Twitter have been very respectful about people, maybe not getting to the episodes right away. So they post like sort of, sort of spoiler free things about it. But yeah, I want to know, like, I, it's just one of those things, like even if there wasn't a Twitter community with it, I would just kind of want to know just because like I I'm digging the show so much, but yeah, the my wife and I were watching the episode. I think it's the first time watching a TV show. I have audibly reacted <laughs> to something like that, and yeah. that was just a that was an amazing moment. Yeah, I think just the the possibilities that that opens up, and they still haven't. I feel like the the next episode kind of backtracked a little bit. Yeah. But still, like the it's open ended. You don't know. We don't know what's happening. Yeah, with the, there's a lot of there's a lot of really smart red herrings sprinkled throughout, mm-hmm. and um, we won't we don't have to get too much into it. But there's also like a lot of obviously a lot of comic history and theories that people are throwing around as far as like what who could be behind everything, or if you know who's the mo- the main antagonist. Basically, like the show is on its face is saying that Wanda has done this in her grief. And I think there's even more going on. Um, so it's exciting. And, you know, we, uh, like we've touched on, it's the first thing of phase four um, for Marvel. So it's really going to be the, and it clearly is the jumping on point for a lot of new things that they're going to be exploring, which is sort of multiverses and dimensions and stuff like that. That's definitely sort of the, the way that they're going with everything. So it's exciting. Somebody posted a shot of uh, Wanda Falcon and Bucky from Avengers Endgame at um, towards the end of the movie when they're all kind of standing together. Mm -hmm. Somebody said uh, these three people needed therapy. Instead, they all got their own TV shows. (laughs) Um, I'm yeah, that'll be interesting too, because this is, 
I wonder on with the the next show with um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, kind of how much that'll start to kind of tie in and affect things too. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So there are what two more episodes of this, and then they maybe don't go right into it, but it's pretty soon after. Is right? it just two they... more episodes? I thought so. Oh. I could be wrong about that. You you might be yeah, right. Just just one or two, I think. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. I I'm interested to know if there is a a a big bad at the end of WandaVision or if indeed, as they've been sort of saying that like the villain is her own grief. Like, <laughs> you know, that like, I think mm-hmm. that, yeah, there's a lot of speculation about who's going to be the villain, who's pulling the strings and it could just be Wanda. And well, yeah, cause they, you know, and if we're, if we're kind of current on the talk, Pietra has a conversation with her. who's kind of where it's like, this is the first episode they're like, there've been other kids around mm-hmm. uh, other than her own. And he kind of says like, oh, you know, you've handled this situation as ethically as you can. Like, what have you done? Like to make sure the kids aren't traumatized, probably just kept them in their beds until this moment. Um, and she says like, I don't really understand how I did this, which to me is, is scary for two reasons, because it does mean that in her grief, her powers were so great that she was able to do something that she's not even necessarily sure how she did it or worse, maybe if she could undo it willingly. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, if there is a big bad guy or someone pulling the strings, that someone is manipulating someone that powerful is right. even scarier. So yeah. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of thought Agnes was going to, you know, be part of that. I did too. Uh, and then, and she still could be, you know, you, you really mm-hmm. never know. But uh, she recently got her her mind right or whatever when, when Vision touched her temple. And... um she basically reacted as if she was a normal citizen of that town who knew about the, you know, what, who vision was. And like, it, it really didn't seem like, like there was too much more going on, but who knows? I want to give Catherine Hunter flowers too. She is such a tremendous actress. She's so good mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. She's good in everything, but like, man, just what a treat that she is. Yeah. And I think, New Pietro's doing a great job. Yeah. I think Elizabeth Olsen. I think uh, uh, David Be- Paul Bettany. <laughs> David Bettany. Uh, Paul Bettany's twin brother. He's doing a great job. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe they just swapped him out like that, but still, he's unbelievable. Doing a great job. Unbelievable. Show's all about twins, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good show. Um, and I. I love, I fucking love the fact that they had the Halloween episode and oh, everyone was so wearing fun. the real costumes. So oh, so, man. So good. And to like have some reverence to it, too. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, look at these fucking yellow spandex things. It was like, you know, like that they were having fun with it, that it was just like, hey, we're dressed like wrestlers, huh? You know, but, so but I do like that, that it wasn't like, it wasn't like they had custom made outfits. Like vision was wearing like yellow shorts because he didn't have like the under, like the yellow underwear that like the vision of that time period would have had. But like, I did like, they were just like yellow gym shorts or whatever. Did you guys like that? It was like Malcolm in the middle style. That was very funny. Yeah. That was very funny. They are. I mean, like I just, the, the amount of fun that these people are having making these, these episodes, it's just like, it's coming through on screen of just like the creativity and the fun that, I assume people are having, maybe it's a miserable experience. I hope not. <laughs> we'll find out but, in 10 years. <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. Should we get into the main movie? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Run, 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 
Yeah, we watched Psycho Gorman, uh, baby. Uh, Psycho Gorman with a bunch of actors who I'd never heard of before. Yes, um, including some child actors. Including some child actors. This was the uh, the girl who plays Mimi. This is her second role ever. In, uh, wow. In at least in any sort of official capacity, she may have, she's probably done a bunch of stage stuff, but um, yeah, Psycho Gorman is a uh, sort of a play on uh, horror movies and and like uh, mystical, uh, like a genie movie kind yeah. of in a little bit. Like the the mystical creature who watches over children, sort of. Yes. Like my like, bodyguard yeah. type of. Things. Or yeah, what's the Pete's dragon? Like yeah. it's it, it's similar in the sense of like the kids have the relationship with this creature, uh, and and also can one of them can control it. Yeah. So they unearth this ancient like, uh, you know, like gem or gem that unearths this former, uh, global like villain, who they name Psycho Gorman, uh, who is this like you know, universal evil. But the, he's like a wet, like Power Rangers villain. He he's looks, really yeah. like nasty. There's a little bit of Ivan Ooze for sure in this. A little bit, yeah. In the design. But um they unearth him, they unearth the gem. It turns out that they can control him with the gem. However, it doesn't stop him from ever uh voicing his urges to kill the children, <laughs> kill everyone around him. Violently. Whoever comes in contact with him. Uh so it's a yeah, it's a it's sort of a take on Oh, we made friends with the, you know, the the horribly ugly creature except yeah, again, it's it's he has no uh he has no problem voicing his displeasure with it or the fact that he wants to kill them. Uh, yeah, like when they meets when he does finally meet the kid's parents, that she's like, "Don't worry, I can control him. Like he won't hurt you." And he's like, "I will hurt you if I can. I will make <laughs> your pain, you know, your death will be painful." Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um so he they they there's not a ton of story to the movie except that these kids are sort of trying to make friends with this guy. He is vo- the entire time making it known, I'm going to kill everybody, including you. Mm-hmm. There is a intergalactic council who finds out that he's been unearthed. Oh my they, God. They send so many good costumes in that scene. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Um, they send one of their, what was it? Templar? The Templars, the Templars, yes. to go and take him out, and uh, it ends up in a battle on Earth. So, uh, this is a this is very much a sp- like spoof is the wrong word, but it is a it's a comedy. This is a it's um, a dark comedy. Yeah, it's a dark comedy. It's very gory. <laughs> it's over the top. It's over the it's top. Not, I don't yeah. think it's trying to be realistically gory. It's no, just like insane. Like, it's a like there's parts where he you know, like morphs the, the police officer into this like grotesque creature with its oh. eyeballs, like oh, sort of popping out. Um, the, and then the way he disposes of him a little like 20 minutes later is like very grotesque. There's a lot of really gross, uh, effects in this, but they're all done in the like Silliest, trauma like, yeah. style of like just over the top. Like there's what a was lot the movie- of, what was the movie a couple years ago? Turbo Kid was oh, that the one Turbo that was also Kid. super yeah, yeah, yeah. super gory? Yeah. yeah, I think this one takes that yeah. to another level too, because it's like the added Power Ranger and grossness. Like the creatures are also super gross too. Right. So yeah, I think you're right about the, that. The like I don't know. There's I enjoyed the movie. I think it's a little too 
gross just like and like on purpose like you know obviously they are doing it for an effect but there's just some stuff where it's just like it's just a step too far where it's like Mm. it's it's teetering on my enjoyment but overall i enjoyed the movie what about you guys robert i i i was pleasantly surprised by it i i really enjoyed it and um uh yeah i think i i compared it to when i asked you guys if you wanted to watch it i sort of said it was like a gory power rangers um not plot wise i mean it would have been awesome if psycho warman at one point became like 50 feet tall and like was crushing the city (laughs) but um make my monster grow but you're you're also right andrew that it's like pretty simple it's like the the thrust of the story is like the kids are sort of unknowingly have like this play companion and it's also the girl that has the gem and like there's actually kind of a plot point that like she is weird and a jerk the whole family is bizarre but there's it's still a thing where like they care about each other and that does come to a head sort of at the end but like she is sort of selfish and there are times when she's using the gem and psycho gorman to like threaten intimidate her people or, yeah, yeah. They change, they change their friend into this horrible brain. Um, so there's just like these other, there's, there's a couple things going on, but like you said, the only other thing is like the ticking clock is that this Templar is coming. And basically it's like the kids don't realize how horrible of a thing they've uncovered. And if it ever is unbound from that gem, it will just, it just goes from planet to planet and destroys. Then you find out later that he was like the slave of these Templars and stuff earlier. So you're kind of like, uh, like how bad is he? Like it's weird. I, I mean, he is bad. As it it's, turns out, they're um, both pretty bad. <laughs> they're both awful people, like f- trying to fight each other. Um, but you're right that it is pretty simple. And like, honestly, the finale does kind of take the last 20, 25 minutes takes place in like a warehouse, um, which is like a little bit smaller scale for like the the you know final climactic battle between these forces. But I think overall, I, I enjoyed it. It was pleasantly, I was pleasantly surprised, and especially just for like the costumes and effects alone, it was like so creative. Um, didn't seem like they had like access to a lot of metal because even like the metallic looking enemies mm-hmm. looked squishy and, and plastic and foamy, which I actually thought was kind of funny. Like even the Templar people, which looked kind of like they look like the Doom um, bad guys. There's like kind of like angelic, an angelic race in the Doom games that are like, um, and I think Halo did a similar thing where there's almost like you know kind of like smooth lines and stuff, like almost like robotic and biotic. And mm-hmm. this one looked so like rubbery like the main templar has like wings coming out of her eyes instead of eyes and they but they look almost like floppy i don't know i loved how uh how like real everything was so yeah. I, I was very surprised I, I really enjoyed it max what about you i had trouble vibing with this one to mm-hmm. tell you the truth i did i didn't really enjoy it uh because i think the characters are so awful to each other mm. the, there's the no whole family was was just shitty the the whole movie really there was one moment where she apologizes to her brother but she like killed a cop she uh like changed her her brother or her brother her, her love interest friend. i guess yeah. her brother's yeah. friend into a giant brain and then just ditched him and like the whole time she was just kind of doing everything to be fairly awful and um they planted some seeds of of that oh, oh okay so she's having this trouble with the brother they're gonna make up and eventually kind of barely they did like he ev- eventually stood up for himself and said hey you've been an asshole to me my whole life uh 
you should apologize. And then she started singing a song about how cool she was. And then they're like, oh yeah, this is, <laughs> this is what we are. As if, I mean, I don't know. It's, <laughs> The the whole the song that she started singing was basically "I'm so cool, fuck you." Yeah, the song, and, the, song uh, was, the song was like a step too far, and like it was it was just like it was too cute for its own good. Like I'm heck, what was it like? I'm heckin' awesome. It's just like I yeah. it was like it was like I don't know. It it was like you can kind of co opt how like corny the movie is on purpose. And I think that was just like, it was just a little too much. And like the song kind of, that was at that, at that point, I was just sort of like, I, I like the movie, but I'm not going nuts for it. The, it Fair. felt a little try hard at, at those points. And the, like the family all seemed to do weird things to just for the sake of doing weird things, but they all were kind of awful. Um, I did really enjoy the, the costumes and stuff and, and the, like the, the the what they grabbed from power rangers and how they had the whole team of oh uh, my gosh uh characters that come up to like he calls on a team to come and save him but they all hate like him. his his his, his old generals basically like, yeah yeah but it's a, a big group of a guy who looks like the uh white walker from uh, yeah kind of and a, a sexy sort of yeah and then one guy who's just like this big robotic vat of like body parts. body parts and and blood that he sprays at people and uh some like <laughs> what's Japanese the point of him lady <laughs> yeah there is a but i i love that stuff i love the oh, costumes yeah. that they did and i love the um the the meeting like all the yes lactic council that there's like a uh frog guy or lizard person whatever, mm-hmm. a brain in a jar with robot arms and stuff those are all so good it was definitely like a labor of love as far as like getting as much of like this weird kind of like throwbacky stuff into the film for them. And, and maybe, maybe some of the, the characters, cause yeah, you're right. You're not wrong that some of them are pretty unpleasant, but um, they do try and put a button on it when the family gets a little bit better at the, at the ending, but we can talk about it. Yeah. The, the family stuff was again, like it just having like, I don't know, like, and it was, it was, also during the I'm so heckin' awesome song, like the the whole thing where like, you know, the mom's like, what the hell is that thing? And she tries to attack it with a bat and then she's like, no, mom, it's our friend. And then like they do that song thing where like the mom is kind of like, they do like dress up with, with Psycho oh, Gorman. Oh yeah, and, gotta, like, do the mo- gotta do the montage. The montage was fun, but for some reason, just the co-opting of the mom. I don't know. It, it was just like, it was again, like it was just too... It was like one step too cute. Like if it was mm. like the kids doing it, I don't think it would have bothered me as much. But because like they were like, let's get the parents involved. Well, and that like- is interesting because it feels like that's almost the mo- biggest deviation from the formula where like almost all these other kinds of movies, that's a big plot point is the kids having to hide this thing from the parents like mm-hmm. E.T. And, and Mac and me and stuff like that. So to have Psycho Gorman like very early on, like, oh, here he is. Like, this is our guy. And then they seem to like, so they walked with that guy into like a salon or, or like a, a clothing store and like no one was freaking. I guess they kind of established people were like, nice costume. Mm-hmm. I guess that's always the excuse, right? Right. Well, oh, he's not an actual yeah. monster until right. like we want to be scared and then we think he's a monster. Right. Um, but um, it was kind of funny that he, he ended up dressing like uh, Grant. Alan Grant. Grant. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that can't be a coincidence. This is like the outfit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I like Psycho Gorman in that. And, um, 
Oh God! You already mentioned the the cop they transform at mm. one point in the movie, who's just like my like a mindless zombie. Yeah, <laughs> and reminded yeah. me of a little bit of the guy in RoboCop who gets melted. Yeah, just like the way he sounded. Ooh, yeah. And then um, he's trying to shoot himself to put himself out of his misery, but be, he is like living eternally. And then there was that other guy who was oh no live eternally and uh, gets knocked <laughs> over. He shatters and his like pieces of his face <laughs> are saying. <laughs> In a pile of blood. Yeah, like the first, when in pretty early on in the movie, when Psycho Gorman gets resurrected, he goes to the warehouse, the aforementioned warehouse, and there's a couple guys that have stolen stuff, and he just decides to like kill and maim them. And one guy begs him, like, please don't kill me. He's like, fine, you will live forever. <laughs> and then when the kids find him later, he's just standing there like frozen, but like his eyes are spinning. Like it's a really gross effect. Mm -hmm. And he just like, is basically suffering eternal pain. And then the kid, yeah, bumps into him and <laughs> shatters him. <laughs> that was my masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoyed that. Um, and there's a line that I really thought was really funny. And I don't, I think one of the reasons I like it is they don't really go back to it or anything. They don't, it's not supposed to be like a, like a punching down thing or anything weird i don't feel like but like they're trying to give him stuff to do because they realize that he's just alone in this warehouse and he's just bored so they bring a tv which he makes bleed at one point um and like magazines and stuff and she's she's like don't you want to like read these and he's like he basically like laments like psycho gorman like hates humans and hates that like they're all focused on like looks and she's like but you don't like these hunky boys and he's like i do not care for hunky boys <laughs> then a beat then he looks back down to the magazine. He's like, or do I? <laughs> <laughs> well, that comes and back, don't really come back It's not, it's like, not like a through line for the movie where like, then all of a sudden he's ogling people or anything like that. I just liked that. It was just like the one, the first kind of human thing that he seemed to vibe with. Where he was like, huh? Well, it I does, do like it does come back later when he's fighting the, the Templar and she like, she's like there like she strikes down to him and she misses and she cuts those magazines and he goes you're right my hunky boys you're right he realized how much he liked them yeah. so that is the little the little arc but it's never like it's never like the joke at him or anything like that sure so i, I sure. appreciated that yeah um what um, were some max was there were there any scenes that like other than the costumes and stuff is there like a particular scene that you enjoyed or didn't enjoy um I think it was mainly those those points that I mentioned already, the the costumes and stuff like that. Um, I do like that it ended in a wrap. I thought that that was uh, that really fit the the scene. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a really like t intentionally terrible rap. Yeah, like like written by the uh, McDonald's Corporation or whatever. <laughs> um, and then. I, I kind of wish they had developed his uh, underdog story, right? The fact that he was born a slave and got this power and rose up against his masters and then, like, just became a shithead to everyone yeah. and ruled the galaxy. Like, they didn't really bridge that gap from one to the other. He just became awful because yeah. I guess he had this power, which maybe is a commentary on absolute power corrupts absolutely, mm -hmm. but they didn't really explore that in any way. That's true. Yeah, because he, they don't say like he, unless he was just subjugated with the other people because the Templars are assholes, but like, I don't remember if they said that like he was like a criminal or awful before he got the gem and then got super powered. But after he breaks free of his bonds, he most definitely just starts weighing waste to the, yeah. laying waste rather to the galaxy. Um, and, but the implication being that the Templars before that were like 
we saved all of your planets or all of you people on the council. We've saved your races from him before, and we can also snuff you out. So it's sort of like, you're right. It's just two evil forces, yeah. just different kinds of evil forces facing off. I did enjoy, um, it's the very last shot in the movie. I guess we're skipping to the end, but um, when Psycho Gorman is re, you know, he gets re-energized, he defeats the Templar, and then they show the council and they're just like, what are we going to do now? And then one of them just puts a gun on the table. Like, like this like intergalactic council just has like a revolver handgun. Like that's their, that's their ultimate defense. They just put it on the table. And he goes, all right, which one wants to go first? So Jesus, I, that, I, that did make that sort of like simplistic, like that these like intergalactic, you know, things just have the most simple little like revolver handgun that didn't, well, they didn't even know what humans were before that. Like the Templar was like, bring me one of these humans. And it appears and it's yeah. like, here you are dear. And then she crushes her into a cube. And then that like cube of like red juice comes over. And then she like that uses it. that and smears that to like make her thing. Joker's, it was Joker style. It was wild. Yes. Joker's she lives in a society now. Um, and then, Hey, maybe that woman had a gun on her that they, maybe they went back for a revolver sure, at some point. Sure. <laughs> that uh, is really funny. Yeah. Rob, um, what about you? What's a what's your favorite? Do you, if you had to pick one favorite, oh boy, I, I think the woods the woods fight is the best, just because it does show off more than just like the council. It has like all these other crazy villains, and um, and also it's it's like a little bonding moment with Psycho Goreman and the brother and the and the uh sister um that's another funny running thing that he never remembers the brother's name yeah boy <laughs> um i also kind of liked the moment where he senses at the diner that she's an asshole like she eats all of her his fries and he was like i was gonna eat those and she was like uh you don't need them and then yeah. he visits the boy in a dream that night or a nightmare he's like i'm the lord of nightmares this is how i can like communicate with you privately and he's like i think you should steal the gem from your sister and like, you know, take it for yourself or give it to me. And she's like, I can't do that. That's like my sister. And he's like, oh, like, okay, you, wow, you, you're stronger willed than I thought. And then he's like, well, how do we end this? And he's like, well, just kind of wait around to your nightmares over. And they're just like sitting around and like, he's in a cemetery and there's like zombies kind of slowly crawling out of the graves. So they're just kind of like chilling, like, yep. That was, that, <laughs> that brings up, that does bring up another funny scene for me where uh, Psycho Gorman gets injured in the yes. woods and uh, they're like what do how do we get him out of here and then like their dad is like sitting on the toilet and then all of a sudden that visage of of psycho <laughs> gorman just shows up you will come and find me and it's just it's like he's like oh god that but he's that, also like he is such a a lazy he he's like useless that yeah. dude and then like but you're but yeah he keeps going through her like He's like, I don't know where that is. And he's like, you take a left after the... <laughs> I'm on high, the, the exit 75 on Highway 84. Um, yeah, he said something. I'm trying to remember what he says in the starting about like, we were playing cops and robbers. And he says something like, we played cops and robbers like in oh, was, Iraq. No, we played was, uh, for keeps we were, or something. We were playing guns. We were playing... Okay. Yeah, we were playing guns. We, he goes, yeah, when I was in the army, we played guns for keeps. Yeah, and it's like we were surfing a tour to Iraq, and then she's like, "I don't think you didn't like serve in like Iraq or whatever." <laughs> like, he was just like, the the family was like that was like the dark comedy thing where it's like they were all maybe they needed the mom was the most grounded, but they were all still weird to the point where the mom ends up like drinking a po potion that the makes Templar her like a potion, Templar slave. Yeah. So they were all like weird and kind of shitty, but like that was sort of the 
that's sort of the thing if we're getting towards the end that like changes Psycho Goreman a little bit where like he appreciates that like they all came together as a family and he's like now I'm going to like be powered by love and use that to destroy the universe yeah, but I won't, like, kill, oh, okay. I won't kill you four yes I won't kill you four, you four and then does show him just on the news just destroying like everything mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like the end of a Godzilla movie which is yeah. pretty funny yeah uh, I Matt, think he does get huge at that point doesn't he he might be big yeah you might be yeah, right I actually um, Max, I'll go to you first. Would you recommend people this is available for rent right now, uh, or, or purchase. Um, would you recommend people pay six or $7 to rent this movie? I would say, uh, hold off until it's streaming in, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that's fair. Rob, what about you? Um, I, I would say for, for like some gore fans to that it might be worth springing for. I think it's fine if they wanted to wait till streaming, but um, yeah, it's clear that there was like a lot of like, it's clear what people wanted to do, which is like the gore and the costumes and like just this, like this like weird dark character that's in the thrall of these kids. So I, I appreciate the effort and I thought it was like a fun, especially for like, also like I didn't really recognize anyone. So it was like fun mm-hmm. to see a movie where no one was really jumping out at me right. um, that way. I, I would give it a recommendation for sure. I would, I would say give it a rental, but I don't hold it against anyone if they want to wait till uh, it's streaming somewhere. Sure. I think it'll air more towards max. I'd say wait till streaming. And even then you really have to know what you're in for. It's a very, yeah. it's very gory. It's very silly. It's very campy. Um, so if you're in the, if that is your, your type and you are in for that, then it's like, it's hard for me to say you could, you can't go wrong with it because, you know, I am not the biggest fan of gore myself, but have kind of eased up on it a little bit, but it's still just, it, yeah, I think if, it, if that's your thing, then this is probably a good rental for you or a good stream for you. But I would personally say, wait till it's streaming on you know, Hulu or Netflix or something, but I'm surprised. I wonder if it's not on like a shutter or one of well, those horror services. I, I, think, I it, think it was, I think it is. Cause it, mm. at the beginning it does say shutter as one of the oh, title okay. cards. So I think it is maybe a shutter movie, but yeah. Well, I'd be, you, and I would be shocked if someone had a shutter and wasn't aware of this already, I would be right. shocked. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll do it for us and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.